Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. How are you, Stina? I'm doing well. How are you, Padre? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Good job. What have you been up to? I uh, Actually, um, this very day, I have um, I buried someone today, uh, and uh, she uh, she passed away last week. And I was able to give her the last rites and all of the, mm. the rites of the church. with a faithful Catholic, a part of my parish, and and uh, so she... Um, I was able to, to to bury her today, and the church was was chock a block full. Oh wow! Uh, so it was it was really really wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Special. So so uh, really beautiful. Oh. Um, how about yourself? Mm, I um actually got an opportunity to go down to Melbourne last weekend and um, visit a friend. So yeah, that was really nice. It was nice to be able to catch up with someone I haven't seen her since pre-COVID. So it was nice to see her in person. And it was it was yeah. one of those weird moments where. You like see them and you're kind of a bit like, oh, there's no screen here. Oh my gosh, you're actually in person. This oh, is so yes, like, yes, yes, of whoa. course, of course. There's, yeah, there's a little... It's in person, not Zoom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was one of those, you're, you look the same, you sound the same, but you're so much more real. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so today we are answering your questions today. Yes, have, this is the Q&A is the episode. Q&A. You have questions. You had questions, you submitted questions. And we have answers. We listened and now we're going to try and answer. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we're going to try and answer. I was very confident of it, wasn't it? We confident. have answers. All right, so yeah. Padre has answers. I'm just going to try. <laughs> no, no, no. I said we have answers. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but no, we do appreciate the questions that have come in. There have been a mm. huge variety here, so we're going to try and power through them. There's quite a few here. Um, so I don't know, should we just start? Let's just do it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So question one, how do you call a friend out without coming across as self-righteous? Yeah. Inherently, I think there's always a danger that you do. Yeah. Inherently, there's always a danger that you do. There's a risk there. There's, there's, there's always a risk factor there. Yeah. I think in, in part, um, it's actually kind of fitting because today's gospel uh, was about, um, you know, thou shalt not judge. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I suspect that very often what happens is that those first three words are, are sort of frequently looked at without the, the, the sort of the subsequent wording. Um, you know, yes, we mustn't judge people's relationship with God. We mustn't judge where they're up to um, in their relationship with God because we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, but, you know, God does expect us to make judgments. And, and as Jesus says in the gospel today, look, pull the plank out of your own eye first before you then go and pull the splinter out of your own brother's eye. So there is actually this expectation that we engage with our brother to call him away from evil behaviour, but we have to do that with ourselves first. Conversion yes. actually has to occur yes. in our own hearts first, right? Mm. And, and, and we're not judging the person's relationship with God. What we're judging is the action that 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 is is occurring. We're judging yeah. the action as being good or evil, uh, So which we do on a daily basis. Like if we read in the newspaper that... That um, you know somebody has murdered somebody else. Where we go, well, that was evil. You know, like there's, yeah. there's no question that is evil. Yeah, that's right? a judgment call. <laughs> it's, it's a judgment call that we're able to make because God's given us the good. Uh, the, God's given us a conscience. He's given us the ability to 
to sort of uh, be able to, to, to know his goodness and to uh, identify and avoid that which is evil. Uh, so um, so in, in, in that sense, um, uh, there's always a, a danger that it may be interpreted in that way, but the best way that we can avoid um, that is by first ensuring that we are always undergoing that process of conversion, always looking at ourselves and our own faults, uh, and, uh, and then um, approaching the other person with love and recognizing that they're a child of God, that they are loved by God, and that you know, uh, the, the way that we approach them is not a, an angry person trying yeah. to, you know, but, but as, a, as a brother or as a sister trying to call a fellow brother or sister um, into something that is good, you know, because evil is always destructive. Yeah. So calling them into something constructive, into something wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and practically speaking, you know, even just considering what it is that you want to say, like have a bit of a plan before you actually have this conversation to just go in mm. and just kind of hope that it's going to fall into place. Yeah, sure, we're sure. Because we're talking about someone's heart here. Like someone mm. someone is about about to hear something that isn't pleasant. Yep. So let's let's be considerate in right. how we approach that. Um, so just have a little bit of a plan about how you want to talk about this, um, making sure that you, you're not using like accusation type of words. Um but actually really reflecting on what you want for them, like the good that you actually want for them and communicate that and validate yeah. that they're actually an important person and that's why, like they're important to you, that's why you're bringing this up, that you're not bringing them, this up to tear them down. Right. You're bringing it right. up because you care about them. Exactly. Um, and that you're going to support them. Like yep. Those, yep. Are, those are the kinds of things that we should yep. also be communicating. We can't just come out and say, well, this thing's not great and you do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I mean, right. There's, it's got to come with other things. It's got to come with, yes, but you also do this, which is really good. Right. Right. And I know that you're capable of this, this and this because I've yeah. seen you do that before and I know this is not what you would ordinarily do or, you know, yeah. really affirm who they are that you actually see the goodness in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay. That, that was that was that was that was next. <laughs> that was pretty pretty sort of yeah. It was like bam. Okay, done. Next. Okay. So, um, uh, how do you talk faith with non-faith friends? Mm, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Look, um, in my own experience, this has been uh, a challenging one. Uh, I don't think. I'm trying to think. Other than like if I get asked questions about, you know, what have you been up to? Um, and then I might say something like, well, on the weekend I went to mass or we had a particularly special celebration of some kind or um, I was at a retreat and this is the kind of stuff that I did at a retreat. Like unless there's something being asked of me, I'm not normally one to come out and be like, this is what's most important in my day today. And, you know, this is what I'm learning in my spiritual life at the moment. This is sure. what I'm focused on. Like I'm not really one who's going to bring that up sure. in conversation sure. with people who don't have a faith-based background purely because I don't even bring that up with friends who – or don't bring it up with people who do have a faith-based background because that's reserved for close friends sure. anyway. Sure. Um, so I guess talking about faith-related things for me is just about – being present, yep. being a witness through how I live my life and then speaking if something comes up. So whether that be a question or maybe there's a topic of conversation that comes up, 
um, where I might have to say, well, actually, I think a little bit differently yeah. to that. Or, yeah. yep, what, what's happening right now actually makes me really sad because of. Mm. And then explaining mm. nice, nice the impact that it has on me. Sure, As sure. opposed to, this is what my church teaches. Right, right. This is what I believe. Yep. This is what it's been like for all of history. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. go down that path. I Definitely. just go the experience path. Definitely. What about you? Um, there, there are two things that sort of stand out. The first is, do you remember... Um, that story about um, St. Francis of Assisi and the Sultan. He went and, and saw the Sultan and, and he didn't, he didn't um, uh, go with the aim of converting the Sultan. He, rather, he went to, to, with his actions to try and, I don't know, inspire the Sultan or something. That story has been um, a bit over-embellished. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, it's true that he did go and see a Sultan, but the more reliable biographies of St. Francis actually... Uh, tell us that that he did go there to speak about the faith with mm. the Sultan. Mm. He didn't just go there to be like, "Hey, check out my actions," you know, like because actions without words sort yeah. of don't have any context yeah. around them, you know. So, um, you know, what's what's actions without words don't necessarily convey uh, the motivation. They don't necessarily right. convey what it is that moves my heart. Yeah, uh, they may convey that 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 I love. They may convey that I've got, um, uh, you know, a, a, an other centered outlook, uh, but words actually help to create a context around those actions yeah. so I, I think the the um the word part of 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 evangelization is actually really essential um but if it's without subsequent action then it's empty, then it's right? empty right so 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 we, we need both and like your your you've just demonstrated in your own life there um you look for opportunities and you treat them with care and I, I think that's that's a very sensible way forward, which is to say the truth is not a, a hammer to beat our non-Christian friends over the head with. The The truth is a the, the truth is always joined with love. And so therefore it's it's really at the end of the day, it's something which is um, uh, it is invitational. Yes, it's invitational, yes. right? It's it's um, you know really what we're able to do is to invite people into a relationship with Jesus um, by our example and by whatever opportunity we have to bear witness in our words. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why prudence is so important. Yes. Because yes. if we just run in yes. and are like, right, no. this is it. This oh. is what you must believe, people. Like, it's just, it's going to go down like a lead balloon. Yeah. But if we walk in with... Uh, an attitude of respect for the other person yeah. and of love for the other person, uh, then our our words may still sting. That's 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 very possible. Our words may still sting, but hopefully, uh, the 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 sting is at least to some degree remedied by the the love and invitational nature of our interaction. Yes. Yeah. 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 And even thinking about the opposite there too of the example that you gave in terms of needing prudence, it would also be imprudent of us to remain quiet if we're asked an opinion to give or or what or not even an opinion of how something impacts us. Right. So if we're in a group discussion and there's people talking about a really topical conversation about what's happening in society and everybody is sharing, well actually we, we do actually owe it to them to also share what impact that has on our lives. To remain silent yeah. in that space yeah. is not living no. out our witness. No. 
Too right. At all. Too right. So yeah, do talk. Do do make a a um, you know where where the opportunity presents it. Prudently speak, and also um, uh, prudently and charitably act. Yeah. And uh, and and I think that's the best way to talk about faith with non-faith friends. Mm. Prud- prudently and charitably. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. And oh, but also like pick. Like if you're if you want to be the one to initiate a conversation, like let's not shy away, either. Like let's let's sure. not just be passive and sit sure. back and wait. Fair, like if fair. You, if you if you feel like you're in a friendship where you your opinions your experience can be welcomed, yeah. then pick something that you think would be of interest to yes. that other person. Yes, definitely. Like, definitely. You know, is there a particular aspect of their life? Like maybe if they're into like science and stuff, or pick some aspect of the faith that relates to science mm. and start there. Like, And that's a valid point. The question itself is actually how do you talk about faith with non-faith friends? Yeah. I think the the, the approach that, that I was certainly taking was if I'm in an office and I have some right, workmates around right. me, mm. then I'm going to have a, a, a different approach. But if I have a friend with me uh, who I've got a bit of a, a more deeper relationship with, who I'd have that bit more trust with, then it is actually possible to have to actually really initiate that that conversation, mm. I think, and, and, and to, to not, as you say, just be passive, but to, to have a real active kind of, of mentality there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just to be curious too, like to not go in with a, okay, today I'm going to talk about science with my friends. Yeah, my yeah. friends are science yeah. and I'm going yeah. to get him or her to understand right, what, right. what I believe. Right. No, it, just offer what yeah. what your yeah. thoughts are on something and ask them, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, asking like, questions. Do you have thoughts around that? What's I'm really curious yeah. Just, yeah. To, just to hear what Absolutely. your thoughts are on it. Absolutely. Questions are a great way because it also helps us to understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. And that's 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 fantastic. Yeah. 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 Which which is always essential when we're talking faith with non-faith friends because friends indicates a friendship, a relationship. It's not just some proselytizing activity, mm. right? It's 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 within the context of a friendship and a relationship which has to be respected and that means getting to know where they're coming from. Yeah. And awesome. as we've talked about in previous podcasts, when it comes to growing in trust, vulnerability is one of those places. So yeah. offer something to them, which is risky, yes, but yeah. that's where you have space being created for trust to grow. Spot on the money. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one's a bit interesting. Which is a bit interesting. Yeah, this it one's is. a really interesting question. It's um, what is your take on the saying, blood is thicker than water? especially since the original saying actually means the opposite of how people use it. Okay, so I just learnt this today. Like literally today. When, 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 we, were, when we met up yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I've, I've just said to you, what does that question mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you were trying to explain it. I'm like, uh, I'm and still not. doing a poor job I, of it. Well, it's, it's not <laughs> you were doing a poor job of it. It's just I wasn't understanding it. And I'm like, I don't. So like, Dr. Google help. <laughs> And so Dr. Google came along and Dr. Google was like, yes, I have all these results. And, um, what would you like? <laughs> what would you like, yeah. Uh, so uh, Dr. Google said that um, the original quote uh, is that um, the, the covenant of blood is thicker than the water of the womb. Mm, which is interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and, and the original phrase meant that that those who are on the battlefield, those who are fighting together, that their relationship is actually stronger mm. than, say, the relationship of, of family members. Mm. So it's 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 funny. The original meaning of the phrase is not what it means today, because today blood is thicker than water is generally meant to mean family is always first, and then other people. Yeah. 
Um, so how do I take that phrase? Look, I, I, um, I think that in general, um, uh, when we say that blood is thicker than water and we mean it in terms of our family must always come first, um, I think we need to put a bit of context around that. I think we need to say that that God comes first in our lives, yeah, and that God then helps us to love others as we should, mm. and and um, uh, for some for some of us, depending what kind of a, a of a family that you come from, I mean, somebody somebody might feasibly come from a family where there is not necessarily that that um, strong connection, and so the way that they're called to love their family uh, is to image the love of God to them, is to be present to them, but they may actually find that they have a stronger connection with people who aren't their family. It might yeah. be people in their, you know, that they've that they've been on on the front lines with in their, their ministry or their job or their, you know, or the army or, mm. you know, but they, or, or, or friends that they've known for many, many years. Uh, it may be that it comes from, 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 um, from that sort of perspective. So, so um, uh, is blood thicker than water? Um, it, it, it can be, but it has to have context around it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Not literally speaking, because if you put a bit of blood in water, it's going to sink. So, <laughs> <laughs> just, just to put it out there. But <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. She's I'm, a chemist. I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> Don't go telling people that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Dear me. Continue. Yeah, no. I'm, yep, I agree with you. I've got nothing more to add on that one. Okay. All right. Okay. So the next question then. Um, friendship with someone with mental illness can be very hard. When do you listen and when do you put a stop to it? Such a good question. Yeah. Such a good question. So hard because when, you know, we, you and I are both huge advocates of boundaries in every, every form of relationship, mm. including mm. friendships. Um, and the struggle is with someone who is a friend and is struggling with a mental illness is that sometimes they don't have the capacity to see that boundary um, and other times they don't have the capacity to remain within that boundary. And it's not because their intentions are in the wrong place. It's just purely because they're going through a struggle right now where it's just not allowing them. They just don't have the space. They don't have the skills. They don't have the strength or whatever it might be right now to be able to deal with whatever respectful boundary you deserve, mm. which makes it really hard, Yeah, really yeah. hard because you don't want to be the person who walks away and leaves them without any friends. Sure. But at the same time, you also have to respect have enough self-respect to be able to uphold whatever's necessary for your own health and well-being mm. as well. That's a tightrope. It's a very, very challenging, challenging space to be. Mm. Um, I think for me, the line comes down to I listen always, mm. but that doesn't mean that I have to do more than that. Yeah. You know, that, again, I'm just saying this is, as for me though, this is not something that I – I'd necessarily suggest everybody take on board. This sure. is just this is just me. Um, listen always, but I don't necessarily do whatever they need me yeah. to do. I may not have capacity yeah. to be able to handle that anymore. 
And the point where I decide I don't have the capacity to do it anymore is when I know that whatever I am about to do or offer is not going to help that person. Yep. So if I'm losing my temper, it's not going to help that person. Yep. If I'm at the point where I'm turning into a wreck, well, I'm not going to be a very good friend to that person. Yeah. Um, That becomes the line for me of how far I'm willing to go before I go, now I can't do it anymore. Yep. Um, It doesn't mean I walk away from them. Yeah. (laughs) It just means that the relationship needs to look differently. Yes. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Um, I think that's that's quite wise. Um, And I don't know that I could add a single iota of wisdom to that. I think that's, that's, that's very well said. Mm. Yeah. 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 Really tough. Yeah. Really, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, oh. sort of, <laughs> these are some heavy questions. Yeah, heavy people. questions, man. Yeah. On a slightly not lighter note, any suggestions of prayers, books or readings for offering up worries about the future to God? Yes. List them. Go. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it with yes. No. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, one of them comes from our book study. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, uh, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Mm. Uh, that's 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 one of these. He's oh. also written uh, Interior Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, those last two that I mentioned, uh, I don't know about yourself, I haven't read those. No. Uh, but um, uh, I, I know from others that they're really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and they're on my to-read list. Mm-hmm. So, put them on yours. Um <laughs> Um, also, there's uh, The Way to Inner Peace by Fulton Sheen. Uh, Crossing the Threshold of Hope by JP2. Yeah, good one. Good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about prayers? Um, well, I know there's one that probably more recent years has become quite popular, and mm-hmm. it's a novena to Our Lady Under of Knots. Yes. That's become yes. rather popular. Um, probably one that I go to more often, though, is the Surrender Novena, okay. which I find very powerful. Cool. Um very simple prayer every day, but it just kind of hits you yep, <laughs> yep. where the detachment needs to happen. Okay, so, okay. all right, mm, nice, nice. Mm. Our Lady Untire of Knots actually does go back to St. Irenaeus mm. in the 300s. Mm. Um, the Novena is probably a more recent thing, definitely a more recent thing, but Our Lady as the Untire of Knots goes all the way back to the 300s. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. Have you seen a picture of that? Um, it's really I, cool. I really it, like it. It's really cool. I, she she has a, a long flowing yeah, yeah. Uh, string, right? Or, yeah. or and she, she's untying the knots. Yeah. Well, the, the, the depiction that I've seen um, is more like a golden blue one, and it's like a ribbon. It's this yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. ribbon that yeah. gets, and it, it doesn't look like a beautiful ribbon when it's in knots. Sure. But as it becomes undone, you see yes, this beautiful yes. ribbon flowing. String ribbon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Similar, similar. Yeah. Different picture, but <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, okay, this next question here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. This, this is an interesting, interesting question. Interesting. What is yours and my favourite dessert? <laughs> oh, it's too hard. <laughs> I yeah. can't pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is hard to pick one. I have a sweet tooth. I have yeah. an enormous sweet tooth. Um like somebody and I used to go like just say apple pie and I'm like you know salivating. Um, <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no draws yet. <laughs> I'm tempting to make a salivating sound into the microphone, but it's no. Not. 
Um, um, uh, do, do you know what I, I, I have to I have to answer is um, queen pudding. Queen pudding. Queen pudding oh. made by mum. Oh, there you go. Ten points. There you go. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Um, oh man, if I had to pick one, I would pick pistachio ice cream from Norway. Do you know one of my greatest regrets? Yeah, you didn't do it. <laughs> oh my goodness! How long ago was that? That was that was two thousand and nineteen. So yeah. Padre ends up going to Norway in 2019 prior yeah. to coming home from Rome. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, when you go to Norway, here's a list of things you must do, a list of things you must try. Number one on that list, pistachio ice cream. Yeah. And yeah. you didn't do I it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Do you know why I didn't do it though? It's because Norway's summer is freezing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sit outside with your ice cream. You sit inside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. As well, if we care what the temperature is like outside. You're not I, sitting I, outside I, eating your ice cream. I cared on that day. No. I did. <laughs> you missed out. You legit missed I know, out. I know. It's, it's, it is a regret. I need to go back. if you've ever had pistachio ice cream in Australia, it's gross. So don't judge me based on <laughs> the Australian flavour of pistachio ice cream. It is nothing like the Norwegian stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Pistachio ice cream. Norway. Yeah, you've got an expensive trip to make someday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. Oh, next question. Can you have a successful romantic relationship with a person who isn't of the same faith? Yes. Um, I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm getting there. Um, Stina's looking at me like. Don't do it again. Be more helpful, please. <laughs> uh, so yes, you can. Um, uh, my brother and sister and myself are products of such a, a marriage. Um, in fact, I, I renewed my, my yes. I've, I've told you before, I've, I've renewed my parents' uh, wedding anniversaries. Wedding, wedding vows. Wedding, sorry, wedding. <laughs> I, whoops. I've renewed my parents' wedding vows just recently. So, yeah. so, um, so yes, it, it is possible with a couple of caveats. Uh, and I think the caveats are this, that, that if there's a clash of values, we have a problem. Mm. You know, like if, if there's a, an agreement to what our values are, um, and and if there's an agreement that yes um, the children are going to be brought up uh, in this particular religion and and I'm not going to stay in the stand in the way of that like there needs to actually be an agreement on that before the the, the idea of of relationship before the idea of actually the relationship moves to wedding phase it, it that needs to actually be spoken about and agreed upon because the worst thing that can happen yeah. is that you you actually have that conversation uh, as the kids are, are you know born and about to get baptized or something as like well no I want my kids to be Church of Christ and well I want my kids to be to be Anglican well guess what you know yeah. we've 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 now got a problem right yeah. so yeah. so these are conversations that need to take place. Um, uh, really, I- ideally, before one moves to marriage, and and uh, and and we just need to check that our values are of the same the same kind that 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 we don't have irreconcilable values because otherwise that relationship is not going to work out. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I would I would say yes, but yeah. um, watch one's value, watch, yeah. watch values carefully. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm also going to suggest though that we actually need to have a think about what successful romantic relationship even means like if we're talking if we're talking end goal of marriage 
getting each other to heaven and therefore a successful romantic relationship is one in which that is made possible efficiently um, with great joy and peace, like if that's the goal, well, then there are certain things that need to be in place for that to um, be as smooth as possible. And ideally, same faith is one of those things. However, that doesn't mean that it's impossible for people of different faiths to still also have a joyful, peace-filled, romantic relationship, which can be successful in helping one another get to heaven. But like you said, all those other values need to be assessed and evaluated pre-commitment and then during commitment as well because other values will come up that you had not considered yes yes <laughs> absolutely. absolutely and people change like values become strengthened over time what what those values mean for us and the way that they um, are expressed and lived out in our lives will look different post-marriage as well yes so there will be some things that will come up that will need to be evaluated but it's so much easier yeah. to evaluate core beliefs pre-marriage right. and then grow on that together right than right. it is to wait to marriage and then go oh well i suppose we probably need to think about that now because now it's inevitable Yes, yes, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. really have a think about what a successful romantic relationship means. Yes, yes, that's a are. very fine point. Um, okay, next question. What does healthy compromise in a relationship look like? Yeah, interesting question. Kind of sort of links a little bit to that previous mm. one as well. Um, healthy compromise is one in which neither party is left unsafe. Um. So at no point should either person be in a situation where they're going to be harmed in mm. some way. That's not a healthy compromise. Yep. And that could be physically, that could be psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a no-no. Yep. But there will be things emotionally that we will find hard mm. that may not necessarily be a harm yep. to us. So it would be about figuring out what that looks like. There will be things that will be uncomfortable. Yep that we've never done before, that we don't really want to do, mm. but perhaps it's actually good for us. Yep. We've yep. just nev- never been exposed to that before, never considered that before. So yep. that might be a compromise that we can make, sure. as uncomfortable as it may be. Mm. But if it's, a, if it's a thing that's going to emotionally harm us as well, yeah. then that may be a point to consider. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. What about you? Thoughts? Um, well... Once again, I mean, you've sort of summarised it rather perfectly. Um, I, I mean, I, I know it sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, what does healthy compromise look like? Well, you know, healthy compromise looks like you, um, two people um, safely and, and passionately existing in a relationship in which there's a mutual respect. Uh, and so compromise is never a one-way thing. Um, you know, and I, I think... Compromise is something that, that actually occurs in the context of love when there's a, 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 genuine, a genuine giving and reciprocity, um, uh, where there is a, a genuine total giving and the ability to receive and to return the, 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 the gift. Um, and, and that way the compromise is directed um, by love. Instead of, and also that way the relationship is not marked by compromise. Yes. Sometimes I think relationships are, are if a relationship so is built on compromise, so true. we actually have a problem. Oh my goodness, yes. So yes. a relationship shouldn't be built on compromise. A relationship should be built on the foundation of love. 
founded in, in, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what a relationship ought to be built on. And from that flows, um, with, with successful human formation, flows uh, the ability to compromise effectively and safely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things I tell um, couples that come in, which, you know, linking to what, what I was saying before is about having clarity around what your goal actually is in your relationship. Like what, why are you in, why are you even in this relationship? What are you hoping will be the long-term goal? Again, is it heaven? Are you trying to help each other get to heaven? Yeah. If that's the long-term goal, well then you need to work as a team. Yeah. So a compromise will be making a decision where the two of you actually win because you still end up on the same path of heading towards heaven. Beautiful. A compromise that is unhealthy is one in which one person gains something to the detriment of the other, mm. where the two of you together as a team are no longer on that path. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually on one person's backward step yeah. in, in order to try and push the other person forward, which is impossible in a marriage. You, right. you can't have one person going backwards and one person going forward. That's not a successful right. marriage. Right. Um, however, other romantic relationships, that may be appropriate, but not within, yeah. not yeah. within marriage. So working as a team and figuring out, again, what that goal is. Extraordinarily wise. Um, okay. Um, and the last question is in today's culture, how can I go about honoring the femininity of my female friends in a way that shows them their femininity is a gift? Mm. Now, when I read this question, I thought that a dude had written this. The reason that I thought that it was written by a guy is that it sort of says, you know, how can I honor the femininity of my female friends in a way that shows them that their femininity is a gift? And, and the thing that struck me is that men actually have duty to uphold the dignity of their sisters that's 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 What's like that the beautiful Fulton Sheen um quote is it Fulton Sheen or is it JP2 JP2 is JP2 it's JP2 and it's it's um every man has the duty has to uphold the, yep, the, dignity the dignity of, of every, every woman. woman yeah yep. yep yep spot on uh spot on the money um <laughs> Spot on go JP2. Spot on go JP2. That's right. Um, what a uh, legend. You might be able to tell that I'm trying to create variations on the term spot on. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, so, so anyway, um, so I, I think um, how do, as, as, as men, how do we uphold the, um, the, how do we honor the femininity of, of, of our female friends, I think first and foremost by respecting the boundaries of our friendship. Um, I think that's that's sort of the the. It's in many ways, it's it's kind of the the number. Well, the number one way would be praying for them, I suppose, and and and, and hoping for them to have a good relationship with God. But then after that, uh, I think there's this this sort of respecting the boundaries of our friendship that we have with them, um, because the the, you know. It's important for us to to respect the um, the boundaries of our our, our friendships with women, uh, because in respecting those boundaries, we actually create the ability for lasting and supportive friendships. Um, the minute that those boundaries go away, is the minute that we start to use that person, mm. right? That's mm. that's when we start to, to want to take something from that person, right? Uh, boundaries actually enable us to have a relationship with each other that is based on mutual love and understanding at an appropriate level. 
Um, and, and the boundaries that we have will determine what that love and understanding looks like. Um, there are, and looking at our own friendship, there are aspects of your life that I don't know anything about and that I'm glad not to know anything about uh, because that's for you to know with your girlfriends or that's for you to know with, with your spiritual director or that's like, like that's you stuff, you know, and, and, and that, that's good. Uh, it's, it's healthy yeah. to have uh, a, a, um, a boundary where there's stuff that is unknown uh, because it would be not good for a, for a male friend to know that stuff. Yeah. That's for a husband, you know, that's for someone closer. Uh, so, yeah. um, so in, 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 in that sense, I think we, uh, by respecting those boundaries, we actually allow for a genuine friendship to flourish, uh, which is, which is focused on, on upholding and loving, uh, our sisters. Yeah. So that's, that yeah. I think is, is, is what we can do. And, and what does that, what does that, 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 that look like? It can be having a conversation, an honest conversation with a, with a female friend that, Actually, do you know what? I think I might have feelings for you. Mm. Like that, that is so definitely, important. yeah. And that's mm. definitely respecting the femininity of your sister because it's saying, look, I recognize that, 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 that there might actually be something more here and respecting the boundaries. I need to say this. I need to actually put this out here. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and does that change the friendship? Yeah, probably, probably. You know, you'll both get over it eventually. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and, but, but and that's presupposing that the change is bad. Right, correct, correct. That's, the whole that's, yeah, that, you and you get over it. That that yeah. presupposes that whatever yeah. whatever is brought forward will then change it to yeah. its detriment. Well, I, I think any change that has um, a change which is not necessarily detrimental does have pain. Of course, and yeah. and, and so you you will. When I say you'll get over it, that's probably a bit harsh to me for me to say that. I mean, you will move past that yeah. that that pain. Yeah, you know. It, that pain will not always be there. Yeah. That difficulty will not always be there. Mm. Um, so, uh, but you're quite right in identifying that it doesn't presuppose that the change is bad because mm. the change is actually going to be epic. It's going to be good. You know, you can now know that you've protected that woman's dignity exactly. by, by going ahead and asking exactly. that question, you know, yeah. which is really, really cool. Yeah. But it, it can also look like, um, you know, being able to say to a female friend, Look, I, I, I'm worried about... The company that you're keeping, hundred percent. I'm really My concerned goodness, about the company that you're keeping. Hundred you know? percent. This yep. this guy worries me, or even, uh, and this is probably a little bit more dangerous. This girl worries me. Yep. Um, yeah. That now, admittedly, yeah. that probably is a touch more dangerous. Um, but but you can you know if you know them well, if enough. you can see them and you know that there's a problem. Hey, yep. look, this guy or this girl, there's a. I'm the whole problem here, and and I just I don't want to see you get hurt. They're not good for you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think there's 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 ways that we can do that, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's that's that's. But what about from from the feminine ah, genius interesting. perspective? Interesting. Yeah, I guess my initial go to is you know male or female honoring the other is just immediately like we'll find ways to show them that you that you love them. Mm. Um, so you know simple things like figuring out their love language and mm. what they appreciate and that kind of thing, and make an effort. To show them that, but when I when I really sit and think about it, actually, when it comes to honoring the other person, we have to start first by receiving who they are. And they are first and foremost a gift to us, mm. so we have to really be open to receiving them. Um, and the the easiest way I find when it comes to receiving a, a gift and showing that we value. Mm who they are as a gift 
is to be grateful <laughs> and to communicate that gratitude yes, yes. and to communicate it in a way which is not about what they do, which is what we tend to get stuck on. We tend to get stuck on things like, I so appreciate that thing you did for me mm. or that thing you got me. Yeah. It's action-based, yeah. yeah. which is not... That is not the entirety of the human no, person. Right They're a are. human being. Right so really being grateful for who they are, yeah. not not yeah. just what they what they do. And and saying that, like I so appreciate who you are. Right I love are. that you think about things like this. I love that you are passionate about that. And I love that you share that with me as your mm. friend. Mm. Like that means so much to me. This is the impact that you have on me. Yeah. Um, sharing that with that other person helps them to see, oh, this is how my femininity is being um, seen and is being felt and being known by another person. Yep, definitely. And kind of helps us um, understand ourselves better when we hear that from somebody else, yep. but also we're then receiving them more yep. openly yep. too. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, okay, well, look, they're, they're, they're the questions that we got from you. And thank you for those questions. They yeah. were fantastic questions. Love them. Uh, so, um, guys, uh, great work and keep them coming. Um, 100%. And Drop uh, them into yeah, our social yeah. media handles. Please, please. And DM yeah. or... Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and um, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. Uh, okay. So that leads us to truth, beauty, normal goodness. truth, beauty, and goodness. <laughs> so mine for this week yes. um, is actually going back to that friend of mine that I saw in Melbourne over the weekend. Um, she is currently engaged to someone, and I've got another friend who's also engaged, and she's just sitting in that season mm. of friends preparing for marriage. Um, it's such a beautiful beautiful gift to watch people that you know prepare for something so beautiful and um, just watching the way that they're growing in that space as well. Um, their own sort of self-growth, not not just the relationship that the two of them have, but the way that they're coming to know themselves through that process mm. as well has been really beautiful. Excellent, excellent. What about you, Padre? Uh, for me, it is a little book that I sometimes use for my daily homilies, which is called Butler's Lives of the, S Lives of the Saints. And um, uh, now in the Catholic tradition, we have a, a, a fairly, um, uh, a fairly rich tradition of, of honouring the saints. Um, but look, even if you're not Catholic, it's, it's pretty awesome to be able to look back historically and see who some of the real movers and shakers of the early Christian life were. Uh, and uh, it's, it's actually, that, that's, that's really cool. Um, and um, yeah, so that, that I'd like to recommend that as a, as mm. a truth, beauty, goodness, as a resource people might be able to, to, to pick up and go, Hey, this is some of the, uh, some of the awesome people that we've got. So mm. yeah, they've cool. been gone before us. Okay. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Love it. Thanks so much for joining us this week and we will catch you again next week. But until then, no one looking press. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode, there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone 
perhaps it will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will also help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook. Facebook.